The following podcast is a member of the Pokecasters Network. Pokecasters Network, supporting Pokemon content creators, their shows, and the community of Pokemon fans. To find out more, check out pokecastersnetwork.com or find us on Twitter and Facebook. Hello, and welcome to Lucas Lectures, hosted by the big fish himself, veteran Lucas. Sit back, relax, and enjoy today's topic. Everyone's favorite starter punching bag. It's green, it's mean, and you didn't pick it as your starter. Admit it. Let's hear it for Chikorita. And in this corner, the shy guy who can roast you alive. A living volcano that you can't resist hugging. It's in the quill. And finally, it bites, it crunches, and it bites again. Steve Irwin approved and ready to consume. Make some noise for Toto Each one has their strengths and their weaknesses. And today, veteran Lucas goes into another look at a starter showdown. All right, everybody, it is time for another Lucas lecture. And by the ring of the bell, it's time for another generation starter showdown so if you missed the last one here's how this works since the first generation everyone always debates on who is the best starter who is the best starter in each generation best overall one type which one's the cutest which one's the best every single pokemon content creator has to put one of these together so i put ahead the kanto one if you haven't listened to that go ahead and take a listen spoiler But the rest of them, I kind of left it up to you, and at least one person said, Hey, uh, I'd like you to do another one, which is good enough an excuse for me to just do all of them. Every other Lucas Lecture, I'll try and do one of the next starters until we get all the way up to the last set. And then once we get a new set of starters, as we will obviously do if this franchise keeps going, I'll go ahead and do them. So, how I categorize success. How do I categorize these Pokemon that's different from anybody else? So... I have four categories to go through that talks about what makes this Pokemon unique from a a more practical, more scientific setting, and more of like a real-world animal sort of deal. Uh, You have battle potential, how good it is in battle against trainers and gym leaders across the region. Can't ignore that. Care and maintenance. It's going to be how hard it is to take care of and feed this Pokemon. Uh, Child friendliness. I kind of put this as an overall for could a new trainer, 10-year-old or otherwise, handle working with this thing and then the last one which is my personal favorite is utility uh what can it do aside from vicious brutal violence to other pokemon that can make your life easier so we'll start with the plant middle up with the fire types and as always we'll end with water so without further ado let's get to the underdog chikorita is one of the most hated if not the most hated starters of all the starters There are 24 starters, and it is the most hated of all of them. That is impressive. If you look at any single scale, people just don't like Chikorita, which, of course, leads to people jumping on the bandwagon of saying, hey, you can't hate her, she's not all bad, and then you have the super Chikorita fangirls and boys, and then it's just kind of this two-sided war of super hate and super love for this adorable little plant. It is cute. Let's just put it out there. It is cute. But it is bombarded with a ton of hate. So I let me see if I can try and fix that a little bit. 
So, as far as battle potential goes, its typing ain't great the Johto region. It isn't super effective against anything in Johto, and the first two gyms you come up against are going to be bug and flying type. Those are the first two gyms you get through, and you have to have another Pokemon to take them on, otherwise your Chikorita is going to get melted. Its moves are built more for protecting itself and debuffing its foes. It's built to keep itself healthy. Uh, when you get it as Bayleaf, it peps up anybody around it, according to the Pokedex entry, but also it says it will occasionally provoke a fight. That's like having brittle bone disease and uncontrollably swearing at bigger people at the same time. It's bulk and support. That's what the Chikorita's battle potential is. For some reason, they built a support Pokemon in a game with no double battle. Now, obviously, it has some attack moves to go with, but compared to the other starters, I can see why people don't like it from a fighting potential. From a Karen maintenance perspective, this Pokemon being a plant means that most of its food is going to come from the sun, so your food cost is ridiculously lower, just like Bulbasaur, our last one. Not only is it super docile in comparison to most, if not any, of the other starters, but it makes other Pokemon around it docile and friendly, too. Uh, excluding the rough part of Bailey's life when Bailey just starts picking fights. When it's Chikorita and Meganium, it's just this cool, collected Pokemon whose sense can cause other Pokemon, even people, to relax and calm around it. Even lowering people's fighting potentials just because it just smells so nice. If you're working with trying to feed it and trying to care for it and clean it, this Pokemon is going to have zero to no issues with behavior. But it's still a plant, so it is subjective to the same things that other plants are. you got to make sure you're not out in too cold of an area, not too warm of an area. They're not meant to be traveling all throughout these crazy regions, so just know where you're taking it. Next up, can a new trainer handle it? Look at it. Just look at it. It's like a puppy and a kitten fighting over the same slipper. This thing loves to be around you. It is naturally docile in nature. Makes it perfect for new trainers because it really isn't going to try picking fights with random things at first. It is going to love and attach to you and try its best to keep itself and you safe. It can even keep more aggressive Pokemon in the party in check. So if you have something a little more bitey, if you have a Spearow and you have this thing around it, eventually that Spearow is going to come down, granted due to the chemical dependence of all the sweet smells of the Chikorita, that's still really, really useful to have around you. Again, having a starter Pokemon that's not going to pick random fights or be a pain to help out with is going to be wonderful to have as a starter for a trainer. Now, utility. This is what separates Chikorita from all the other ones. This is where Chikorita truly shines. In battle, eh. But once it becomes a Meganium, it has the ability to bring plants back from the dead with its breath and its aroma can be used in and out of battle. So if you're not fighting, you can basically go to any town on your journey and make easy money bringing people's house plants and crops back to life. You can heal up entire swaths of countryside and agriculture as you go. You'll never have to fight a trainer for money. You just need to go to town and just mercenary yourself off to whatever farmer needs you. Now with Bayleaf, it's said its smell is supposed to pep you up, but it's also been known to heal. So you are also a walking first aid station. You can even go into therapy. Imagine all the people who have severe anxiety or behavioral issues, who have trouble finding calm. Imagine there's a child who has some form of learning disability and he can't stay calm, he can't relax, he's having an attack of some kind. 
and the smell of a meganium can just bring him or her down to a nice calming state. So, final score for this Pokemon. Battle potential, 2 out of 5. I mean, it can handle itself a little bit, it's not completely worthless, but you really need to get it some friends to fight. Care and maintenance, 4 out of 5. It's really easy to care for because it's a plant. Plants aren't as hard to deal with as it is for the other Pokemon we're going to come up with. Child friendliness. If it wasn't for the Bayleaf thing of trying to attracting other Pokemon, I'd give it a 5 out of 5, but it is a 4 out of 5 for child friendliness. And utility. 5 out of 5 across the board. There's something about being a walking, talking gardener that can be very, very useful if you want to make some money. You don't have to always be fighting. You can still survive just fine in and out of battle with a Chikorita. So before this next one, fair warning, I always pick the fire starters first. It's a tradition that's gone back to ever since my brother picked up the water starter that I wanted first back in the 90s. But congratulations if you got a Cidaquil. It's another fire hazard. But this one is more passive and somehow more lethal than our last one that we talked about. I always pick the fire starters and this cutie is no exception. He doesn't have the same, you know, cool factor as Charmander when you first get him. He's not like a little mini fire dragon, not a dragon. He's this cute little rodent-like thing with a combination of a bunch of different small mammals. But once it evolves, oh, when Typhlosion has his fire design coming out, that is a beautiful design. The person who decided Typhlosion should have his fire only come out when he's attacking should be dragged to the streets and beaten with sticks. It needs to have his fire back. That's just a design thing. I'll, I'll get back on topic. So, battle potential. This Pokemon is going to melt a chunk of the gym leaders, especially the bug and ice gym. It has the same stat spread as a Charizard once it turns into a Typhlosion and has a similar focus on brutal attacks. What it lacks in flight, so it doesn't have the flying typing to kind of balance back itself up and balance out, it surprisingly makes up for in stealth. According to the dex entry, it gets so hot that this Pokemon can hide in the heat shimmers that it makes. It's like a volcano that can sneak up and attack you, and that is awesome. Now, as far as care and maintenance go, uh, the first word of my notes is shh. Cinequil has a timid disposition, and in most cases, apparently when it's startled or angry, the flames start shooting out with little to no control. This Pokemon needs to be in its Pokeball most of the time for the safety of you and others. If it falls asleep, you can't really wake it up because if it hears a sudden noise, you risk starting a fire. Uh, Poilava and Typhlosion, not so easily startled, and unlike Charizard, they don't pick random fights, but they do produce a ridiculous amount of heat, which we'll get to. Uh, so you will need a full body suit to protect yourself just in case. And trust me, those things, they ain't cheap. But at least you can turn off the flames on this Pokemon and you can give it a bit of a bath. So next up, child friendliness. So someone who is new to being around animals is never going to be 100% calm. Uh, that's something you learn with experience and time and by working with the specific animal you're with. In Pokemon, Think of it this way. Do you trust a 10-year-old to be perfectly calm and collected with their new ticking time bomb of a fire type? I don't. If you trust your 10-year-old, or if you're 10-year-old and you're listening to this, I don't trust that you are calm all the time. It's okay. It's something you learn. But 
keep in mind, you have to be able to be that common collector to work with this thing without hurting yourself or others. The bright side is, it's not always like this. This Pokemon will eventually learn to control itself as it gets older. And unlike other fire types, who Game Freak loves more than any other Pokemon, it's not going to have a personality that causes it to want to fight anything that looks stronger. But, keep in mind, this thing is generating a redonkulous amount of heat. It can destroy entire landscape if a trainer cannot keep it focused and controlled. That skill comes with experience. If this is your first Pokemon, this might not be the best thing to have. Now, utility. If you've read the Pokedex entry, Typlosion can just make things combust just by touching it. This has very few practical applications aside from Demolitions Expert and Pokemon Trainer. It blows things up and can ignite anything. That is insane. This thing can ignite the oxygen in the air. It can burn through the oxygen in the atmosphere. It knows flash fire, so at least it can absorb fire. So if you want to quit the Pokemon training gig and go into fighting wildfires, just send it in there to help save people. Uh, Quilava's coat is fireproof, so it's pretty cool. Aside from that, if you want to cook on Typhlosion's back, that's all you got. But no, this Pokemon is literally designed to be, like I said at the beginning, a stealthy volcano of death and destruction. So, for battle potential, 4 out of 5. I'd give it a 5 out of 5, but melted more gym leaders. Care and maintenance, 2 out of 5, because, to be perfectly honest, it's going to be very hard for you to care for this thing when it's constantly spewing fire or blowing things up. Child friendliness, 3 out of 5. It's not going to be easy raising it at first, but as it grows up, it will be a little bit better. And utility, it was going to be a 1 out of 5. But then I remember the firefighters, and I got hungry for barbecue and realized the Typhlosion barbecue might be pretty tasty. So, eh, that's a 2 out of 5 for them. And now we come to the final starter, Totodile. This Pokemon is one of the best water starters that has ever been created. On God, on Jaw, and, and whoever you want to say it on, this is one of the coolest things. No gimmicks, not a spy, it's not a battleship or a ninja, it's just a crocodilian. Being a little little crocodile just going out there, and it's amazing. Uh, Totodile's voice in the anime, when I was a kid in the English dub, I loved it. I never grew tired of it. Uh, I'm starting this Pokemon with as much love as I have for its design and all it evolves into, because it all goes downhill from here. So, battle potential. In the Johto region, it is only super effective against one gym leader, but it isn't weak to any of them like Chikorita. Uh, once it evolves, this thing is a powerhouse. It does serious damage, and if you can get one of the ones with Cheer 4, then you are really in business. In the decks, it says that it can rocket towards its enemies, surprising them with speed and crushing them in their jaws. So this thing is a vicious, violent creature once it gets to becoming a Feraligator. Uh, we do give points for brutality in this department, too, and the decks talks about how this nasty big blue bugger can tear and rip into its victims. Uh, what I assume to be a pretty bloody and horrifying mess, I would assume that if you had a Feraligator on the battle, like, they would have to escort all the children out of the fight, because these things do not mess around. And the battle potential, yeah, we love to see that stuff here. In care and maintenance, not so much. In Totodile's first dex entry, its very first one, it says its jaws can crush anything, and this will be a running theme for this Pokemon. It uses its teeth as its main weapon, but luckily, they can be replaced pretty quickly, so if it breaks the teeth, you don't have to schedule any kind of replacement. You just kind of have to wait it out. You don't need to go to a dentist or anything. 
as they get larger, they do want to be around water more. Uh, for alligators, a lot quicker in the water, so it's going to be a lot more comfortable. So sticking your rivers and lakes just to keep it happy, very important. Um, having fed alligators in the past, I can tell you that they will eat almost anything you give them, but a balanced diet is important. Uh, most of them in our world are going to be eating things like fish and turtles, so you're going to need a high-protein kind of diet for them, as well as some pellets for vitamins. Sometimes you'll see people throw pellets to alligators. It's not a replacement for the food. It's just something extra that gives them everything they need. As far as uh, any extra equipment goes, you're not going to need to have like a fire repellent suit or something. You will need gloves, metal ones, and possibly a shield. Because on child friendliness, I will just say it out of the gate. One out of five. And I mean it. We're done here. I'm only exaggerating for time. It literally says in the decks, do not turn your back on it. And that even when it's playing, it will bite and cause serious injury. This thing bites you when it's happy. It bites you when it's angry. And when it bites you, remember, it can crush anything. It has no idea of its own strength. To make it somehow worse, Pokemon messed up in Croconaw's Dex entry and says that its teeth are built like fish hooks. Real crocodilians don't have that. They use pure brute force. Uh, the only other reptile I know of, like off the top of my head, that has that is going to be a python. So Pokemon combined a python and a crocodile's mouth together and gave it to a 10-year-old. You are new to the Pokemon world if you're starting out. You are just getting the thing, and the first thing you get is the critter that's going to bite anything around it. By the time you make it to the first gym, you will be missing at least two fingers. The first, when it bit you in happiness on accident. The second, when you wagged your finger in disappointment, and it ate that one too. <clears throat> Next, utility. Having any Pokemon that the surf is always awesome. You always get a point up for that. Free boat with teeth is always appreciated. I tried to look into other things, but aside from that, this thing doesn't have much of anything else. I mean, if its teeth fall out, you could sell them for scissors or for necklaces. There's always, no matter what universe you're in, some guy who wants to look tough by wearing animal teeth around their neck. And I mean, depending on what the guy looks like, it might work. But aside from that, no, I don't think your for alligators are going to like that you're waiting for its teeth to fall out. Uh, this thing's only purpose seems to be to destroy. It is only meant to eat and rip apart anything you point your finger at and then eat that finger. It prefers physical combat to shooting water, so it's not even the best at fighting fires like Blastoise or some of the others will cover. This thing is a destructive monstrosity and one that I love very, very much. So let's get into the final rundown. Four, battle potential. You know, I wrote down three out of five, but like I said, I give brutality points, so it's a four out of five, just because it rips and tears until it's done. Uh, maintenance, three out of five, because actually cleaning and feeding for it, well, a mild challenge. It's, it's not the worst challenge. It's not going to be super difficult. Child friendliness, one out of five. I'd give it a zero, but I swore never to give zeros. And utility, two out of five, because being able to know SERP automatically gets you a point. So, my final evaluation. Tigurita. This Pokemon is not meant for combat. Don't know why it's in that role. It is meant to be supporting other Pokemon in a fight or making the world a greener, friendlier place. They made a support Pokemon before double battles were a thing. Don't know why. It's built to take a few hits. It's built to survive and help. But 
stop treating it like the starter punching bag. It's cute. It's there. It's not going to bother anybody. In a practical setting, this thing would be a godsend. Cinequil. There is a scene in Futurama where there's a, they're trapped in the insane asylum for robots. And there's a robot that anytime you excite him, he blows up. And that's kind of what Cinequil is when you start off with it. It is a danger to everyone around it when it's small. When it gets larger, it's in more control. But most of its attacks are so destructive that you and the battlefield will be destroyed in the process unless you are properly training. Did you think being around a walking, chirping, eating volcano would be safe? No, this thing is going to be a violent thing to be around. But again, a manageable one if you can get a handle on it. Totodile. You will lose your hands. It has the self-control of a puppy with teeth that can shred your miserable, meaty hands to ribbons. It's big, it's brutal, and it's probably so violent that nobody's going to watch your matches so you'll make less money. If you are a skilled trainer with the gear to spare and no fear, then it's fine. You can work on it. You can make sure everything is easily handled with more care and time and training and other Pokemon to support you. If someone is just starting on their adventure and they are handed a literal crocodile, did you think something positive would happen? And that's my final evaluation on the three. Again, I really love doing these. So naturally in about a month, I will jump into doing Mudkip and Trico and Torchic and I'll talk about them as starters and I'll keep moving on throughout the generation. I love doing these. I will be trying to record more, but uh, just so you guys know, I am moving. I'm moving from Hamamatsu, Japan to Osaka, the kitchen of Japan. So hyped for that. I'm so excited. If anyone's been there, knows any good restaurants, hook a man up. Leave it in the reviews. And if you want to tell us know how good we're doing as well, if we wanted to have any episodes you want to see, please let us know. Also, on the 2nd of April, me and cameraman Chris have decided to start doing a little bit of Twitch streaming, and we are going to be streaming the original Pokemon Snap. So while Chris plays, I comment, I try and relate to how real-world animals would behave in a certain situation. Uh, just a heads up, everything Pokemon Snap does is super destructive to nature, and I cannot wait to talk about it. But again, that's going to be around April 2nd. We'll try and give you guys more information and more news on our Twitter and our Facebook. Again, leave us a comment if you want episodes. We had some great episode ideas come in. I can't wait to take a closer look at them. You guys are always the best for supporting us. This is a niche community inside a niche community, and you guys make it all possible. So thank you so much. Have a wonderful rest of your day or night. Peace!